friends, Jenna here, tuning in from Editing Land. Podcast Editing Land is a place and I am in it. I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Beth and me. It is an honor to be in your ear while you're doing laundry or the dishes or driving to work or taking a walk or whatever it is that you love to do while listening to a podcast or a YouTube video. Thank you. I'm really excited for this episode, really excited to share it with you. It has been a few months coming, a lot of months of prayer and discerning and asking the Lord, are you sure you want to do this, Lord? And a lot of, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) So I'm excited for you to hear what's going on, what's been going on, what is coming up for Blessed Is She in the next few months. And I'm entrusting it to him as I do all things in my life and with Blessed Is She. And I ask for your prayer, for your intercession, as we leap with the Lord, who is the only one worth leaping for. So thanks for being here. Thank you, as always, for your presence and for your love and your encouragement and support. Couldn't do this without you. All right, let's get started. Hey, Jenna. Hi, Beth. How are you? <laughs> I think I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. You think? I think we are But you haven't had any great. fruit, so. I, do, I could use a little sugar slash caffeine something. I could use a little something. Pick me up. Beth recently did the Daniel Fast. Did we talk about the Daniel Fast the last time we recorded this podcast? I don't know. The Advent one, maybe? Here we go again. Doing the Daniel <laughs> Fast again. Oh, really? It's my preferred fast. It blurs together. It really does. Yeah, so not quite on my game. You know what I mean? I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You are on your game today. Amen. Hallelujah. Jenna, how are you feeling? I'm great. You know, I really do like the new year. Me too. You do? Yeah, I love the new year. Tell me why you love it. I love it because... I've always loved things. One time you and I went to a talk and we heard this pastor be like, turn the page, turn the page. So that's kind of how I feel about the new year. It's like an opportunity to turn the page into what's next. What's this next chapter? What's this next part? What's this next section? Yep. So excited. Turn the page. So I feel like the new year, it's time to turn the page. New chapter. I didn't realize we're matching. If you two are wearing a jean jacket... Knuckles. Okay, so tell me why you like the new year. Well, I historically have loved the new year because of this spiritual practice I have of a word, a saint, a scripture. It, it seems to be expanding. <laughs> a verse. <laughs> the list keeps an getting intention. longer. Yeah, I keep hearing all these like wonderful ideas. People like have whole a whole they a whole term paper basically. A new car. Yeah. <laughs> People are going all out for the new year, not in terms of resolutions. Maybe in some ways this has sort of taken the place of resolutions where we kind of spiritually are getting equipped for the new year. But now, I don't know, I've sort of moved more toward the new liturgical year for that kind of stuff. Which I love. I'm very inspired by it. I like that too. And yet, my enthusiasm for the new year remains. And I I think it's just what you were saying. I think it's... The freshness. Somehow, I was driving in the car on December 31st, and I was thinking it was raining. 
It was dark. The middle of the day, you know, which, listen, I like the rain. I don't. And I thought, oh, this year just feels heavy. Mm. And then January 1st happened. Suddenly I'm like, oh, brand new year. It's light. It's fresh. It's new somehow. And I was like, it's literally one day apart. And it was still raining. It was (laughs) still raining. But I felt like the world was my oyster on January 1st. It is. Yeah. It's nice to start again. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's me. What are you most looking forward to in this next year? Well, I am most looking forward to how God is going to surprise me. Hmm. Because I already can see how many beautiful things are like laid out that I'm looking forward to. And I have a feeling that that's just the beginning. Mm. That's funny you say that. I was just watching uh, Wild Kratz today mm. it's a pbs show okay uh-huh <laughs> and they're talking about earthworms and how the earthworms come up when it's raining yes because they're basically drowning underground Is anyway right so they the wild crop brothers mm. go underground to, to rescue see what's going on with the earthworms okay so i what i'm saying is what you're seeing on the surface there's a whole world underneath there wow what an analogy Thank you, Wildcrats and Earthworms. Yeah, I do think I'm just seeing the surface, you know? Yeah, there's a whole world underneath. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you most looking forward to? Well, very excited about what's happening in March. Jenna, what's happening very in March? Very excited about what's happening in February. On the surface, February is Beth's birth month. Wow, I did not see this coming. And I don't like birthdays, but I'm excited for Beth's birthday. Thanks, Jenna. It's a big year. It is a big year. <laughs> it's so exciting. I was thinking of maybe not talking about what a big year it was and just like pretending like it's any other birthday. Oh, we could do that. But I don't see that happening. No, and you like birthdays. I think the more you embrace it, the better. I I agree. I agree. I've been pondering that very thing in my heart. Yeah. How do these people, they're so happy. They're like, I'm turning whatever, loving it. And I'm like, it's because they've embraced it. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to embrace 40. There we go. Mm-hmm. Beth's new book called Embracing 40. I would never <laughs> write that book. Okay, so in February, yeah. also, besides Beth's birthday, mm-hmm. we have some exciting news happening over in Blessed Asheville. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the good people? We're hosting a retreat. I didn't even think about that. I thought that's what you were talking about. That's a good one. <laughs> retreat. Well, we've got the retreat coming up. Wow. February 17th and 18th, the burn retreat. Sold out mid-December. Hasn't happened. Ever? Ever. Yeah, that we've sold out that early. You know why? It's because I'm hosting. <laughs> Without a doubt. Jenna, they heard Jenna Gizar's coming back? <laughs> Just kidding. Kelsey Dassins can't be beat. True. She, Kelsey's a great hostess. Yeah. Can't wait. You're going to be here. Father John Burns is going to be our chaplain. And for the first time, our chaplain's giving a keynote, which I'm very excited about. Sister Miriam James Heidland is coming. Michelle Benzinger. Yeah, so if you could not come because we sold out or you live in a very far away place and you can't fly, yep. we have the option of the virtual retreat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is amazing. That's for you. I'm so excited about it. Jenna, you did the virtual retreat last year. I did it last year because I was stuck at home with a baby, I think. Yeah. And it was amazing. 
I loved it so much. I just set aside the day. I told everyone I'm just doing this retreat. Mm-hmm. Try to keep the noise at a minimum. How'd that go? This is difficult. (laughs) It's difficult when you're like two and four Mm -hmm. to be quiet. They don't understand. Yeah. Inside, outside voices, hard. Retreat. Yeah. They don't get that. (laughs) No. Interior life. Right. Okay. So, but what I loved about it was experiencing the virtual retreat as a participant for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. So my desire and my heart for this year is that people who are watching virtually would also be able to connect. Oh, yes, please. You know what I mean? That's so cool. I don't know if it's in the app. I don't know if it's breakout rooms in Zoom. I don't know what that looks like. Okay, we're working on it. But we're working on it. Stay tuned. But get that virtual retreat, and you guys will have breakout time to discuss and to pray together, mm-hmm. which I felt was the only thing lacking last year. Okay. I was like, I wish I could like process this with other people. I think a huge part of it is not just that you're sneaking in and sneaking out, but that you're unpacking it talking about it with someone else which for me has been so life-giving like in our friendship Mm -hmm. to to take what's happening in prayer and to unpack it with someone else it just makes it go even deeper in my heart Mm -hmm. with the earthworms (laughs) always got to bring it back to the earthworms yeah the the fruit or the grace multiplies I think when it's shared and I think even we are able to more deeply receive when we share it with someone else yes yeah but I think what you really were alluding to with February, what you're looking forward to. Already so many things. I know. But right after the Phoenix Retreat, Phoenix Retreat ends on Saturday. The very next week is Lent. Wow. Ash Wednesday. Wow. And Jenna, what's happening on Ash Wednesday 2023? Blessed is she, for the very first time ever, is going to take a Sabbath rest. I know. I'm, I can't do the I thing because we always press the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> wow, we're taking a sabbatical. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it's biblical. Yep. Exodus chapter 23, mm-hmm. verse 10. For six years you shall sow your land and gather in its yield, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow. Wow. Why would people do that? Why would they let the ground rest and lie fallow? Dr. Scott Hahn, we have him on, on the line. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're overworking the land. There's a temptation to keep working, to always be producing. Yes. And by letting the ground rest and lie fallow, that is not produce, the land is being nourished again. And really, it's an act of trust mm-hmm. to say it's not all up to us, this This all belongs to the Lord. All of the fruit is from the Lord. So we're going to entrust ourselves and our work to the Lord so that he may provide. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for eight years, Blessed Mm -hmm. is She has worked really hard. We've worked really hard behind the scenes to create something with the Lord. It's been so beautiful and easy Mm -hmm. because it's Jesus but it's been a lot of effort too. It takes a lot of emotional bandwidth, mental bandwidth, physical bandwidth to work this land that we've been given. Yes. And the Lord called us last year, really. Mm -hmm. And we are finally heeding that call and being obedient. And ultimately, I think in his timing. Yes. To let the ground lie fallow. 
mm-hmm. to let Blessed Is She just rest and invite everyone else in the Blessed Is She community into this Sabbath rest with us, into a time of quiet and silence mm-hmm. and not constantly needing to consume or to produce, but to just let the grounds of our hearts lie fallow. Yeah, it's kind of like we're saying to the Lord, like, here's everything that we've done. We're offering it back to you. And and really now, Lord, will let you do your thing. Yes. I heard this great bit of wisdom from a, a pastor that I love who said, for six days, you work, and on the seventh day, God works. Yes. And so I think that's our hope. That's what we're believing, really, is that um, we've been working and, and co-laboring, really, with the Lord, but now we're resting so that God can do it himself. So what does this look like practically, Beth? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it all began with Mike Gizar, who came to a meeting one day full of fire and conviction. As per usual. Mm-hmm. And he felt like the Lord was asking you and I to take a rest, uh, to take a sabbatical. Yes. And as we kind of prayed into that, it was sort of unfolding, but it was very clear that it would be for Lent. Just just so Jesus. Totally. So seasonal. I love it so much. And so you and I, kind of in obedience, like not fully even understanding, not having the whole picture of Sabbath rest, kind of came around this idea of sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And decided we would be out of the office and just resting yes. um, during Lent. Yes. And as kind of as a staff, we continued to talk and pray about this. It's like the Lord unveiled more and more. Like it wasn't enough just for you and me to rest. Really, the whole ministry has been working so hard. If you think about it, we, you, the writers, have been writing and sending a daily email for eight years. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And so there was a further invitation there to the writers to rest. And then we thought about how much each and every one of the women in the Blessed Issue community must also need that rest, Mm -hmm. just some quiet, just to be still, to receive from the Lord like that fallow ground instead of working so hard and Mm -hmm. producing. And we didn't want to add to that. We wanted to invite you all into the rest as well. And so very prayerfully and full of great trust, we decided we won't be putting out content on social media or on our blog or even our daily devotionals during Lent. Now we feel confident and and called to enter into and pray with the Lent devotional. Mm -hmm. But that's, so that's the one thing that we're doing together. Yep kind of quieting all of the other voices and 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 not taking in too much, but just kind of resting with the one thing. Yes. I found myself even this past Advent, there are just so many resources out there and more mm-hmm. are going to keep coming. Yeah. More resources will be created. And thanks be to God mm-hmm. that there is an avenue for every person into which they can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord because that's what it's about. But to choose one thing. Yeah. And to stick with and sit with one thing is simply revolutionary, mm-hmm. I think, to allow the Lord to go deeper and deeper with the one thing. Mm-hmm. 
which there's need of only one thing. Amen. And that is Jesus Christ himself. I was kind of explaining to a, a friend just like my emotional bandwidth in friendships. She's, okay. This friend is very wise. And she said to me, well, I think as we get older, you become a deep well. Hmm. And it's harder to go wide. Hmm. And you desire to go deep instead. That spoke to me so deeply. That's really resonating with my experience. And I think our hope for Lent and for the community is that we wouldn't be reaching so wide, mm-hmm. but instead that we would go very deep with the Lord. Yes. And I'm just so excited to hit almost a pause button. I guess what feels like a pause button to me, but the Lord is still going on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I get to just receive his love, be with him every day, and not be constantly expected to produce. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about Adam in the garden, the Lord put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord brought him his mate, mm-hmm. his, his perfect helper. You know, there's a certain amount of striving and producing that we just ultimately cannot do in our own strength. Mm-hmm. And so I think sabbatical is a radical posture of saying, I can't do this. We can't do this. Yes. I was I was writing a letter actually to a Carthusian priest, kind of a, a cloistered priest, wanting him to pray. And I found myself typing like, this is more than we thought it would be. And it's more than we can do, mm-hmm. you know, more than we're able. And I, I kind of was like, that's true. But I don't know, wrestling with it in some way, feeling kind of embarrassed about saying that. But I'm thinking... Yeah, of course, this is so much more than we are capable of maintaining, much less growing. It is the Lord's. It has to belong to the Lord. And sabbatical is is our way of saying that, yeah. that it's, it's his, it's not ours. Mm-hmm. I was reminded, which was a big theme for me last year, just this past week, I remembered and told the Lord, I am so dependent. Mm. I am just utterly dependent. I can do nothing nothing without you. Mm -hmm. I wish I remember what it was in relation to because it was so beautiful, but I just guess it was providential Mm. that he brought it back at that time for me to really ponder it and sit with it again. And again, this idea of like just going deeper with the Lord with one thing that he says to you. Yeah. There's so much more for us Mm -hmm. in one image or one word or one scripture with the God of the universe and the God of our heart. Yeah, I think there's a real temptation to be people of consuming Mm. in prayer, to be consumers in prayer. Yeah. What's the next thing? What's the next word? And even at times, like in the well, if, if people are sharing, you know, I haven't been hearing the Lord really from the wisdom of the rules for discernment, you would go back to the previous consolation. What's the last thing the Lord said? What's the last thing the Lord did? And we just want something new every day instead of going back and staying in that same image or word, obeying that original image or word or scripture. We want something else that maybe is more palatable or feels more fresh than, than this thing that the Lord is asking us to do. Yeah. For the Israelites, Sabbath was 
no joke. Mm -hmm. It, It was a command that they understood in their bones because slaves, which is what they were in Egypt, slaves don't get a break. Slaves have to work seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that like putting off any like alarm bells for anyone? Only slaves work seven days a week in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And yet this is somehow we have perverted and twisted this to make it something to be proud of, mm-hmm. that we work, that we hustle, that we push and we produce and we create and we earn. And yet from God's perspective, that's what slaves do. Well, yeah, we're slaves to the world, slaves to ambition, slaves to our own self-reliance. Mm-hmm. So for God to give generously, to give this command, to say, no, you rest so that I can work yeah. on your behalf, is is really saying we're sons and daughters of a generous and capable and strong father, that our, that our father is the God of the universe, mm-hmm. that our father provides for us and takes care of us mm-hmm. better than we can. Yeah, right. And this wasn't just something in the Old Testament, right? It's not just a command for the Israelites mm. before Jesus came, before the new covenant. Jesus actually was the example of this as well. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself shows us what it is to work and to enter into rest. Yeah, he lived that rhythm So he would go, let's say, preach on the Mount of Beatitudes, and then he would withdraw. And then he would come back in power. And that's sort of the the rhythm. That's the cycle we see again and again in the life of Jesus, that even Jesus went away to connect with the Father, to be loved by the Father, to love the Father in total trust and confidence, in delight He went to be with the Father because being with the Father was more important than doing ministry. Yes. And and this is what he handed on to his disciples as well. So in Mark 6, Jesus has just sent the disciples out. He's just sent them on mission. They come back. They're buzzing with all of this energy and joy. They have all these glory stories to tell Jesus. And what does he say to them in... uh, Mark 6, verse 31, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And isn't that the pace that we live even in ministry? It's this ungodly, hurried pace. And I see it in my own life, not only in what I produce, but just in the way that I live, the lack of peace that I have, the impatience I have in traffic or in line or waiting for other people, the sensitivity that I have is all because I'm so ramped up all the time with the doing and the producing and the taking care of myself. And so the anecdote to that, the remedy to this rush and hurry and producing is to rest. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus, he sends them out for an intense period of missionary activity. He sent them out alone. Like they've never done this before. And then when they come back to him, he says, let's go away and rest a while. Mm -hmm. And what I find so promising, and this isn't the reason for the sabbatical, but what's so beautiful is that when they come back from rest is when Jesus feeds the 5,000. So miracles beyond what they've even seen up to this point. And they've seen miracles, but this is on a totally different level. Jesus feeds them, literally provides for them in a different way, in a more dramatic way even than he ever did before 
and and I have to believe I can't not see the connection that they went away and rested. Mm-hmm. No, that's so beautiful. I think that is difficult though to get into the practicalities of like what does that look like as a single gal? What yeah. does that look like as a college student? What does that look like as a mom to actually enter into rest? And you actually just had a couple of weeks off. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know didn't know if you'd be willing to share some wisdom of what is it like to intentionally go into a season for you? It was a, a couple of weeks for this. It will be 40 days to go into a season with the Lord, letting him guide you into mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's it exactly, is that the Lord really has to be the one who's setting the pace, yeah. who's setting the schedule. Um, because even coming into, we as a staff had a week off, but then I had some time off, so I took another week. So I had two weeks back to back, which is I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And coming into it, I felt like, oh, this is a real gift. So I better make the most of it. You know, totally. I want to maximize the time off. Who Go all can beach. I? Yeah. yeah. I literally in my mind one day, I mapped out who all I could visit on like a road trip down the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. How many of our friends and writers could I meet up with? And then I thought maybe I'll do a retreat. And then I was kind of like frantically, like it seems like there's this opportunity for me to do an eight day, my goodness, an eight day, you know, mm-hmm. talk about trying to pack in mm-hmm. to this time. And when I brought it to the Lord, even just like a weekend overnight with a friend, and I said, what do you want me to do? Just very gently, very simply, he said, make a holy hour every day. And I was kind of, I was like, yeah, and? <laughs> <laughs> like, what else? <laughs> That's easy. Okay, one hour. Sure. My goodness. Getting that one hour in every day was some days a monumental task. Some days, especially early on, I didn't even get there. I I wasn't totally faithful to it. And the Lord knew I wasn't up to much more. It's interesting that even though I wasn't up to much more, I was tempted to action pack Mm -hmm. the two weeks off and do and go and see and be, you know, Mm -hmm. when really what I needed in the Lord's mercy and compassion was just to be with him for an hour every day. And I had, you know, I went to daily mass and there were many other beautiful things. I just spent time with friends in a leisurely way. I, I didn't pack my days. I had coffee with one person one day or I ran a couple of errands, but I, I did a lot of noticing more so than my exterior schedule, I noticed interiorly my disposition around running errands, meeting with people, around sleep, around my house, you know, chores, if you will. I just noticed kind of this pace that I'm at, this anxiety, this fluttering anxiety that is kind of always there. And so it was just, you know, in the a la St. Ignatius's rules for discernment. I just noticed what was going on with the state of my soul. But if I had kind of rushed into it and pushed through that and maximized my time, I don't think I would have been aware of just how fragile, really, and tired my soul was. Yeah. Well, even thinking about that scripture in Mark chapter 6, I wonder if on their time off resting with the Lord... Mm -hmm. They ran all their errands. 
and visited all their relatives yeah. and packed their schedule since mm-hmm. they were off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that the Lord, probably like a good shepherd, took them to a field and told them to lie down mm-hmm. and was just with them. But, you know, even when I went to the field okay. and laid down okay. in the chapel, if yeah. you will, I was still jacked I up. I know. You know I can I mean? feel in my body, and I'm sure you can feel it, the tension that we hold at all times in our bodies, yeah, in our hearts, this constant shoulders up, mm-hmm. anxiety about what's the next thing, am I going to be late, I better get there, so-and-so needs something. Mm-hmm. It's constant. And as you've said and shared in the past, to have a posture of being able to lean back mm-hmm. and to rest our weary bodies into the arms of Jesus. I was just praying this morning and I've had a hard couple of weeks and instead of like going somewhere with the Lord or doing something with the Lord, I was just like a little toddler, which toddlers are like my favorite age (laughs) of kids. I just think two-year-olds have the cutest bodies Mm -hmm. and like say the cutest things and are ridiculous, you know? And so I was a toddler and he was just holding me and rocking me and said, you don't have to go anywhere. Mm. Like this is right where you're supposed to be. And so for each of us to be able to know, I guess, take the burden off Mm. of making this the most amazing, best Lent sabbatical Sabbath rest ever. (laughs) You can just lay back in the arms of your good father Mm. and he's got you. And you don't have to know what resource you're going to use or know I got to plan it all out. He has got you. Even that is, is there's just a subtle sort of pressure. I, I want to say a slavery. Like, what am I going to have to show for this Lent? Yeah. How much am I going to have grown? Well, everybody else is doing this resource, you know? Mm-hmm. I should be able to conquer this thing. That was one I kind of fell into. Like, I should be able to root out this sin or this vice in Lent. No, what if he just rested for Lent? That's going to be very personal. That's a unique sort of invitation from the Lord. Because I, I think we can say the word rest or we can talk about Sabbath rest. And you're like, but like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you speak to that at all? Yeah, I think the first thing that came to mind is if you started to pay attention to it on the Sabbath. Mm. So if you started to look at your Sunday and said, this is the day of the Lord, how will I spend it Mm. resting? And kind of, I found that in my own life of the little Mm. we offer to the Lord, he does more than we could ever think. We start to notice things that we had never noticed before, just because our posture changed slightly, Mm. where we instead of looking at our to-do list and Mm -hmm. everything we have to do, and oh my gosh, I could feel it in my bones. Instead, I just shifted my eyes to the Lord and said, I'm just going to sit in your lap. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to do as Mm -hmm. your daughter. Yeah. It's very loaves and fishes. Like this is all I've got, this this little bit. And I'm thinking too about Our Lady, Hmm. you know, in her Magnificat, she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. It was just such a little, it was was a word, yes. And yet, that magnified the Lord. The Lord was made glorious through her little yes. Mm-hmm. 
The Lord was made glorious through those five loaves and two fish. It fed miraculously thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear what you're saying. There's a real mystery there of our poverty or our our littleness or even our lack becoming more than enough when offered to the Lord. Yes. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Mm. You know, I had this moment in prayer just yesterday where I was laying in the Lord's arms and I just, I was so restless, mm. agitated. Mm-hmm. Wasn't getting anywhere. He was just doing the same thing over and over again. I was like, I get it, but obviously I don't get it. So then I'm frustrated with that. And it was very, you know, it was silent, which I, I really, I prize the language of silence in yes. prayer. I hear the Lord. I'm not saying I hear the Lord in the silence speak clearly. I hear him without any words in silence. And it was such a grace because it had been silent for a couple of days, which is very rich. Again, it's very full of him, this silence. But I'm like, as I'm kind of like trying to shut down this anxiety, but also checking my watch. And he just said to me, where do you want to go? And I like could have cried just that he even named that I like want to run and get out of here. But there's nowhere I want to go. There's nothing else I want to do. I just live with this agitation that I should be doing something, you know? Yes. It was very gentle of the Lord to just name that, this feeling, this, what's the word? Nonsensical, this (laughs) insane pressure to always be doing something. Yeah. It was a real grace. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we were starting to talk about Sabbath, we did that whole podcast series on the S's. Yeah. Loved that podcast series. Our last season. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, I think I shared in one of those episodes that I've had this feeling of when I'm restless, when I feel like there's something else I need to get to or do, I started to ask the Lord, where do you want me to go? Mm, So like there are actually three things I have to do right now. Okay. In a very practical way. Yeah. Which one do you want me to tend to first? Wow. And it's been so freeing yeah. to just follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit within me to what he desires and the pace at which he desires my tasks, my daily duties mm-hmm. to go. Is it always pretty clear when you like yes. bring it before the Lord? No way. Oh, yeah. It's just been a beautiful exercise that... Again, like there are actual practical things that we have to get done, but the Lord can be the leader Mm. of our lives. I was reading a book recently and the author was describing something similar about feeling this pressure to call that person back, to return that email, um, to do this thing, to run this errand. And he said that he began to develop this interior uh, discernment, like turning and asking the Lord, do I need to do that right now? Mm. Do I need to get back to that person? And he said, it has been shocking how often the Lord says, no, you don't need to do that right now. But there's this pressure, which as an aside, I'm noticing anytime there's sort of a vague heaviness or like this vague sense of I'm a failure or I did that wrong or that person's mad at me, anytime there's like a fog around it, there's not like this 
precision to it. Like I know exactly that's I think the difference between conviction, right? Where I like precisely understand what I did or didn't do. And this like just sense of ugh, heaviness, yuckiness. Yeah. I think oftentimes that's condemnation from the enemy. And I think some of that like tumult that we feel inside is the enemy just keeping us stirred up, keeping us on our toes, you know? You've got to attend to that thing. Why aren't you doing that? You're a horrible person, you know? Yes. So I think a good way for us to start, which I'm telling myself this, <laughs> is to go home and read Mark 6. Mm, I like that. And to maybe just enter into imaginative prayer with that. Wow. Yes, please. I'm going to do that. Great. Wow. Okay. Challenge accepted, I like to say. Yeah, I think the whole chapter. Let's do it. Mark 6. Mark 6. We're going to pray. Yeah. Just be able to let the fog be lifted Mm -hmm. to rest in the arms of our Savior. Mm -hmm. And I think my heart, my hope with the podcast, our hope is that you would discern for yourself a Sabbath rest this Lent, Mm -hmm. Um, that it wouldn't just be something that Blessed She is doing, but that you as a part of the community, as a part of the sisterhood of Blessed is She, would enter into and rest with us. Yes. So maybe to read this scripture, to hear that invitation from Jesus, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. Let that sort of wash over you. Don't you feel that weariness in your bones that we were describing? Don't you feel that fluttering anxiety? And what if... The invitation to peace can be found in rest. Yes. All right, should we pray? Yeah, let's. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, would you speak to our hearts even now? Would you speak to us of rest, green pastures, and still waters? that your word would echo and resound, that you want to restore our souls. And Lord, we hear your invitation to come away and rest a while in your word. We can't do that, Lord, in our own strength. We need your grace. We need your grace, Jesus even to be able to rest, would you begin to lift that burden even now, that we could slow down even now to be able to walk into this quiet, into the inner room, into this expansive place in our souls to be with you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I had just as we were finishing praying, I had this image <laughs> like a little cottage, and all the windows were like lit from within. It was kind of snowy, so there was like smoke coming out of the chimney. It just felt so warm and inviting and what I have a sense from the Lord is that he's inviting us to find that home within, with him mm-hmm. in our souls, to be that at home mm-hmm. with him in our souls. 
that's what this is about. Well, thank you, Lord. Thanks, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Beth Davis. <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. <laughs> All right. Let us know down below what's going on in prayer. We'd love to hear. Can't wait to Sabbath with you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.